Hey y'all. Hey y'all. We're back to the back to the back with another episode. Um, and today is y'all already know what's going on. <laughs> another continuation of um, uh, not another, but continuation of our Armor of God episode. Um, featuring Pastor Vic, Pastor Greg, and <laughs> Let's make it some. Bro, once you the soundboard. Make it semester, y'all. When we come back in the new year, we're going to need the soundboard. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we are back. We're excited. Um, yeah, if you didn't check out last week's episode, we did that with Sister Jolena. Shout out, Sister so Jolena. Good. So good. So like, good. she just dropped so many gems. So um, definitely check that out. That was about working in ministry and just the balance yeah. um, between working in ministry, serving. She literally served under pastor. And then just, like, being in school and working and all those things. So yeah. really great episode. Um, but, yeah, we can get into it unless you have something else no um yeah last last episode truly blessed me so i definitely recommend listening to it all our episodes will bless you but like last week that was really good but i'm very excited to continue on with part two with armor of god Mm -hmm. and just to give a little bit of a brief background go listen to part one like we're not gonna go definitely listen to part one they dropped gems so many they dropped But essentially, we are reading out of Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. And this Mm -hmm. is Paul speaking about um, how it's deeper than just the physical. Like there is, we're fighting against towers and principalities. And that's why we need to put on the full armor of God. Um, So, but just to, before I get into that, I do want to say some of the key points that we got from last time. Um, One, we're in a spiritual battle. already said that. Two, um, it's all about surrendering and like Mm -hmm. the difference between surrendering and just simply obeying. Mm -hmm. There is a difference. And then doing versus being. There is a difference in doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know if that was going to be bad or was that a No, but yeah, like they said, like Pastor Vic and Pastor G said all of that stuff last week. And that was kind of like the basis of the episode was like laying the foundation. So yeah, really good stuff. Like we appreciate y'all for everything y'all said in that episode. Cause that was great. Um, Yeah. Oh. Okay, never mind. Um, But yeah, so today's episode, we wanted to just dig a little deeper into each of the pieces of armor and just explain and give commentary on each one. Um, But yeah, did y'all have anything else y'all wanted to say from last episode or anything you want to say before we jump in? Well, I I just want to say I'm just excited about (laughs) y'all. And uh, all these programs and so all the good. things that you guys do, honestly, it it makes an old guy like me uh, feel young again. Because <laughs> your energy, so your energy, and the continuous, uh, you know, podcasts that you guys do. I mean, it, it's just it's it's just a breath uh, of fresh air to hear young folks like yourselves, young godly women like yourselves. Who are passionate and fired up for your relationship with the Lord, and having guys like me and Pastor G, and even some of your other guests that you've had on in in the in the past, um, and I've caught some of those episodes. But I, I mean, it's just I just want to thank you guys for being obedient and doing what you're doing, and just encourage you to continue to continue, or should I say, continuously yeah. be in contract? No, I'm just. <laughs> 
No, thank you. Seriously. It does mean a lot. Um, And just, we just thank God for just having the desire to seek him and even do this. Like, cause there's a lot of things we could be doing, but um, just honestly, just so, thanking him. Yeah. I like think about that. so like, much, <laughs> bro. Like we could be in some mess. Hey, it's listen. so easy. Like, first of all, we're in college. We're in Atlanta. Yeah, and we go to HBCU. And we go to an HBCU. Like, You know how our people be at times. So, so. yeah, (laughs) for real, just thanking God. Because even, like, just down to small stuff. Like, ugh, he's just so gracious to keep us from that. So, yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. And we just thank him. Yeah. Well, I do feel like that actually relates to some of the content that we're talking about and covering when we're talking about spiritual warfare, because I think um, when it all comes down to it, spiritual warfare really gets its, it really gets its fuel, gets its gas um, from the the things that surround us that we are either distracted by or determined by, you see? And and so I I really appreciate you actually kind of saying that, because that to me, I feel, I feel like segues into the conversation or at least the, the, the topic is that, you know, and this isn't a young, old, black, white, it's it's not a racial, this is a everybody, everything kind of a thing that everybody, when it comes to spiritual warfare, you're either distracted or determined. And, 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 um, when you said there's so many things that you guys could be getting caught up in, I mean, what a beautiful, uh, understanding or a beautiful insight of your surround. See, I, I believe, and I think that's probably why I'm so excited about this and in, in this conversation with you guys in particular is because I think spiritual warfare, the key to it is awareness and understanding. Awareness of the fact that you're in a fight continuously. I may end up wearing that out. I, I don't know. Y'all, no, we I may be able to say, okay, stop. We, we, we've had enough. But no pun intended, but it is a continuous battle. It really is. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that. I, I believe we are continuously in contrast to the things of this world. And yeah. that, when I say that, I mean every moment of every day, of every, every second. And, and honestly, um, and that's why I said it's not, it's not an age thing. It's not a whatever. It's a, a human thing that... Yeah. If you have breath in you, you are distracted by something yeah, that's, that's, really that's going to come against or that's going to contradict or counter or contrast your desire to follow God. And that's what I mean. That's what I say. Like you're either desiring God or you're distracted by the things that aren't of God. That's really good. And I like so, that a lot. And so if you're not aware of that, if you're not aware of that, understanding that, every moment of every second of your day as you're going through it, then you're susceptible. You're susceptible yeah. for the pool. I mean, That's somebody's going to give you a look. Somebody's going to holler at you or just, I mean, or whatever. Somebody's going to get in your way when you're on your way to class and it's all a distraction. So, you know, really good. You, you trying to get it, you, you know, you could be on your way literally to church. Somebody cut you off. You got your babies in the car. And all of a sudden, there goes all your Christianity. <laughs> it just loses you. Right? You just got done singing the gospel song to now uh, uh, giving everybody the Christian finger. I, I mean, the Christian finger is the one that's always pointing at everybody. You know, I call that the Christian finger 
Or you may be giving them the other finger, you know? Right. right. But the point right. is, is that it only takes a second for you to get distracted. But if you're aware that that's always a, that's so a, a, an opportunity, it's, it's yeah. always a possibility, then it gives you that much more ability to fight and to and to be able to contrast that contrast, you see, or, or mm -hmm. uh, to contradict that contradiction and, and to, to be able to literally fight this war. Because, yeah. you know, as the Bible says, it's, it's not flesh and blood. It's, it's spiritual. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's, it's, it's spiritually meaning that there's heavenly forces at work all the time to try to trip you up and, uh, get you discouraged, doubting, and ultimately disbelieving who you are in Christ and what you have it, it, in, in your weaponry. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much for that. That, mm -hmm. that was good. That was good. Real good. With, with a piggyback on what Pastor V said and his accolades and um, his uh, uh, acknowledgement of you guys' commitment to the Lord. I mean, we're not the first ones to tell you this, and we won't be the last. Um, but I just couldn't help but think about how God never disappoints. He may disappoint in the short run. You know, he may disappoint and allow you to experience direct consequences that are uncomfortable and even painful, like Joseph, uh, that come from your commitment to him. Um, but in the long term, in the yeah. long term, he will not disappoint. He never disappoints. Joseph was certainly disappointed in the short term, but in the long term, he was not. Because 1 Corinthians 2, 9, eyes not seen, ears not heard, nor the heart of the person has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. You know, uh, Ephesians, exceedingly abundantly, immeasurably more than we can ask or think. And so that just, uh, you know, I like passive V's distracted and determined. And uh, so that determination um, uh, relates to um, the long game. And uh, the first part of the verse talks about um, when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after having done everything to stand. And then Paul says, stand firm then. I know we're talking about the specific uh, pieces of armor, but I just think of the pieces of armor as a means to an end. And one of them is to stand. Um, even if after we've fallen down, we still stand, right? You know, yeah. the song goes, the saint is a sinner who just fell down, but got back up. And so yeah. we still stand. There's the perseverance. The race is not given to the swift or the strong, but to those who persevere. And so this armor helps us to stand. That's the difference between us and the carnal Christian or us and the non-Christian is when they fall in the pig slop of slip sin, they just wallow yeah. in it and compare themselves and say, well, I don't have as much slop as they, but we stand up. Even if we still have some pig slop on us, we stand up by his strength. And so this armor is so important because it helps us to stand and to use Pastor V's word to be determined and continue and to persevere as you guys are doing. And so um, before we get into the specific pieces of armor, I just wanted to talk about the end goal. This is the end goal that we stand, that we continue. Now, Peter failed. Peter failed miserably, cussing folks out. And then the yeah. Lord looks at him. I mean, uh, <laughs> but he still stood. 
So in the end, he was left standing and God even takes his mistake and uses it for his glory. How many people have died and gone to heaven and told Peter, hey, your mistake kept me from committing suicide because I saw how you bounced back. And just a few chapters later, you leading 3,000 people to Christ. He feels good. And that's what this armor is for, so that we can stand. So um, I just wanted to introduce that piece as I complimented you guys on uh, your continuing to continue, to quote Pastor V again. Um, (laughs) And uh, so that we can get into the specifics of the armor. But I I think it's important. Why is this important? So we can stand. After I've fallen, after Mm -hmm. I've screwed up, because we're all fickle, we're all frail, we're all flawed. So when we fail and the enemy's trying to say you're a failure, and then we've got to remind him with God's truth, failure is an event, not a person. Failure is an event, not a person. So yes, I failed, but that's not who I am. And so then I can now stand because I've got this armor and I'm not staying down in the pig slop or whatever sin I screwed up in. Um, Whether it's self-righteous pride, something that's as visible as that, or something bigger, or more more visible, I should say, than that. So mm-hmm. I'll I'll stop right there because I'm sure Pastor V has some things to say that we can get into the specifics of the armor. That was good. Yeah. yeah. So so I wanted to just underscore your 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 thoughts around standing, and and just remind you know us and our listeners that it starts out. It's like if in fact. In the Amplified, it says, in conclusion, or in some other versions, it says, therefore, meaning that he's bringing together everything he said in the first five chapters of Ephesians. And then he comes to the sixth chapter and saying, now, based off all that stuff I'm saying to you, as I'm wrapping this up, he's saying, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. And so to talk about what Pastor Greg was saying, stand but do it in the Lord, (laughs) in in his power. That's how you stand off. And as you're doing it, use this weaponry to help with that. That's good. Because Mm. if your end goal is to stand and to stand strong, make sure first and foremost that you're doing it in his strength and not in your own. Come on. And it's in his power, meaning that you're totally relying upon and totally dependent upon him. That's why you see my name is V-Dog. D-O-G, you see what I'm saying? That's, and, and it honestly, it means Victor, Victor depending good. on God. That's really it's what really my good. Victor, so you guys are sitting <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. You guys would be, Camille, Camille, you'd be C-Dog. Well, actually, Cheyenne, you'd be C-Dog too. See, y'all are double C's. No. But I, I used that and have used it, Pastor Gray, for I don't know how, like, you know, 30 years. Or so. Everybody oh, knows you as V-Dog. It's been even longer. You know, quick story, though. I was at the church, and we were doing our, our camp, uh, Cheyenne, you know, Arts in the Hood. Mm-hmm. And a mom came to pick up her daughter. And, you know, everybody's like, there's Pastor V-Dog. And then the mom came over and says, and she's like, look, mom, here's Pastor V-Dog. And then she was like, so you let them call you Pastor V-Dog and stuff? And I was like, oh, yeah, ma'am. And I was going to try to explain to her the acronym and all this and that. And and I was like, yeah, they are. Uh, and she cut me off. It's like, no, no, no. You don't let them call you V Dog or Snoop Dog or any kind of dog. You make these kids call you pastor. And then she snatched up her kid and left. So oh, Lord. <laughs> I guess you just gotta be careful okay. who you who you depending on God with. 
because they don't understand that. But once you have your identity in Christ, come on, identity. You, you yeah. see what I'm saying? And that's, you know, uh, Cheyenne knows this. I work with gang members and going to prisons and stuff like that. And the mm -hmm. gang members call themselves G's and OG's. And I was like, well, I'm a COG. Child of, God. child of God. Yeah. But, but the, idea, the idea is that every moment of every day, you have to be reminded, remind yourself, rem let the Holy Spirit remind you that you are in Christ, that you have to depend on him, that your power comes from him and that he is with you and he's got you. And I don't know about you guys, but every day I'm always fighting my own thoughts of discouragement and insecurity mm -hmm. and oh, all yeah. this other stuff. Yeah. That's based mm -hmm. off of things that have nothing to do with who he said I was. Nothing at all. Exactly. Literally. I focus on the wrong thing. And, and we do that, and that's the distraction. Mm -hmm. Or at least the beginning of it. That's just one. I mean, we're getting a million of them thrown at us all the time. Look mm -hmm. at you. Look at that. Look at what they think about you or whatever. You're not a good dad. Mm -hmm. You're not a good husband. You're not this. I mean, everything is mm -hmm. you're not, you're not, versus I am a COG. I am Pastor oh, V. I am dependent on God. I am, you know, you're C, you're G dog, Pastor G dog. I mean, we're all that. Those of us who are in Christ are new creatures and we're not how we feel. And we're not what other people Good. have told us. We're not even who we felt like yesterday. Even if it was true that we did this, this or that or whatever, that's still yeah. not who we are. Every day See, and that's the wonderful thing when we're depending upon God and we're walking in his power. Yeah. You know, if we're depending on him and and being strong in that, because that's the other thing, which is a little separate. But the fact is, is that you're in him and there's sometimes that we we're in him, but we're not operating in his strength. Because he mm -hmm. says not, now he doesn't need to tell them that you're in Christ. He just needs to remind them that mm -hmm. be strong in Christ now and in his mighty power that's and put really on good. this full armor. Yeah. And so, you know. There's so many times Pastor G and I are always having conversations where, I mean, at any given day, I'm like, man, dude, I feel so unqualified. Like, I don't even know why I'm here. And then we got to get knocked on the head and say, well, I guess I'm here because God said, hello. You know? Yeah, that's really I mean, good. How many times do you read in the Bible from Gideon to Moses to Dave? I mean, you name them. And they all was like, I'm the least. You got the wrong yeah. guy. You got the wrong <laughs> girl. Yeah, like, you talking I mean, to me I can only imagine that you guys had these conversations. Like, you want us to yeah. do what? Yes. And here literally. you are. If, if there's literally only this. two people, which I know that's not true. I know it's more than that. But if there was only two people, myself and Pastor Greg, you would have made a difference in somebody's lives. Because in ours, you've made a difference. And we can't even fully Please articulate that. We tried that to just thank you guys for allowing us to be here. But what we feel about what you guys are doing and, and how inspirational you are to us. And I mean, we, I mean, Cheyenne knows this. We've known her since before she was born. But really? I mean, you just don't understand. And so many young people don't understand how, how much they are leaders in the in the fact that they inspire us because you made it, you did something. You're at least in school and not in jail. Yeah. We're talking to you guys on the computer and not through some glass wall or through some bars. Do you understand what I'm saying? And see, yeah. all of this has to do with being strong in the Lord. 
So you not only take your identity, but you use it for power to overcome this enemy of your soul who, who, who never stops. I'm telling you, sisters, he, he don't have timeouts. He don't do any, man. I mean, it's like as soon as you say amen, and even before that, he's, he's trying to get you caught up or tripped up or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you can't even pray in peace. Without the enemy throwing thoughts at you. Literally, he's saying that. Right like, bro, so why are you messing with me right now, bro? Yeah. Oh. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a, there's so a, good. why don't you go mess with Pastor Greg? I think I might have prayed that one. Th- no, I'm just saying. But, <laughs> I mean, but, but you understand what I'm saying, though? Yeah. So, so it's depending on him and making sure that you're not just in Christ, but you're using that to uh, um, as strength. And, and so many people get straight to the armor, not realizing what Pastor Greg just said, the beginning and the end. See, the armor is good stuff, and we can we can chop it up. But I'm saying the sandwich is, is that, that end part, that, that, that front and back. It's like, hey, first of all, be strong in the Lord, and then make yeah. sure after everything's done that you're standing in this stuff. Come on, stand in it. You see, and so you know, I just, I just think, I just think to me that's a that's a really big piece is that people don't run past too far beyond that 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 point that you know what, finally, brethren, and he's talking to sisters and brothers. That's why many versions say brethren, but he says finally be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Period. And all the versions have that period, even though they didn't always have periods in the original <laughs> language. But, but it's I think it's there uh, appropriately because it needs you to pause that. You know what? All this stuff we're about to talk about and what we're doing and this whole fight, it's not on you alone. Yeah. That you got God with you. I just need you to do your part. Yeah. And then he starts breaking down. Here's your part. Put these pieces on and they're specific. There's specific pieces for sp- specific reasons for a specific warfare. Because he's so intentional. This is yes. This is so yes. Good. Yes. And oh. isn't that beautiful that we have a specific intentional God to help us fight appropriately? That's really so that good. we can be victorious in that. So he don't want us to just be appropriate, but but victorious. That's really and, good. And so, you know, it, it's it's amazing how much his love translates through all that garbage and all those distractions mm-hmm. to really pull out our desire because he knows it. He knows. And I want to add, you know, like Pastor Greg was saying, um, that we experience these disappointments. And then we realize at the end of it, we're like, ah, oh, <laughs> I see what you. OK, I see what you did there, Lord. I don't want him to teach me in that way. I, right? saying, I mean, imagine people yeah. like Joseph, like he mentioned, you going from, right. you know, from your people to the pit, to the prison, to the palace, yeah. I mean, all these places, and only to see, only for you to end up saying, you know what, everything that was meant for evil, God meant for good. And I wouldn't have it any other way. But it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And so I think the disappointment is it, it in itself could be a distraction because you're focused on mm-hmm. this one thing and the picture is so much bigger than that. And, and so I, I really believe that a lot of our disappointment gets 
it's it, it can be a distraction sometimes because we get too caught up in our own thoughts and not in his power. That's why I said, be strong in the Lord, beloved. Remember that. Be strong in the Lord, not just be strong. Cause don't be going around flexing and you flexing the wrong way. Oh, okay. He's saying, be strong in the Lord. Yeah. And it's amazing when you read through scripture, you'll see that. That's why I get, I get nervous, ladies. I get nervous when I'm around people, other Christians who, who talking about, you got to stomp that devil. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got to bind that devil. You got to do all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, the, the angel, the archangel, Michael, more powerful, probably the powerful, the most powerful angel, arguably. And he said, the Lord rebuke you. It's so good. He He said, the Lord rebuke you. Even he didn't come against the devil. It actually says that. It says, even Michael, the archangel, didn't come against, but but yet said, the Lord rebuke you, I think. Isn't it in Jude? Is this in Jude, Pastor Greg? He said, but the Lord rebuke you. Because he's saying, even this angel was fighting in the power of God. Because when you fighting, you know, you because it's really God's fight. Right. At the end of the day, it's the devil don't really care about you, me, and anybody. His whole goal is to hurt God by hurting you. Yeah. And how can you hurt somebody? Mm-hmm. How do you hurt somebody worse than going after their children? Mm-hmm. And, and even parents, those of us who are parents will throw ourselves in front of a bus, say, uh uh-uh, don't do that. You you come at yeah. me, I'll take it. Right. Because our whole goal is to save our children from all the, the woes of life and whatnot, if we can, or at least at least uh, uh, fully equip them for it so that they can tackle those things the best way. And I'm sure your parents, you know, and our guardians and stuff uh, were, were, were trying to do the same thing. But but so the devil's beef ain't with you, it's with God. And you're just, you're just the easy way to try to get that. So what better way to fight God's fight if this is really his fight Fight God's fight in God's strength, in God's power. Yeah. And so I think that's why people, you know, these 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 pieces of armor and this whole warfare and all that, it's more to it than just, just warfare and these pieces of armor. It's more to it. Beloved, it's 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 like, yo, you gotta dig in and really be aware, understand what's really going on, and then fight accordingly. And don't just be flipping off, you know, buying the devil and doing all this stuff. And I, I ain't trying to dog people. I'm just saying that people, oh, people got to reel it in a little bit and don't be that's so really goosey goosey with this spiritual warfare. They play too much. Keep because play playing with. church can be a distraction. Oh, you distracted from the real uh, fight because you're too busy we playing talk, church. We talked about that all the time. And you so you focus, sure. and that's why he's saying there's a lot of people out there talking about Lord, Lord, and don't even know him. <laughs> and he's saying that, you know, I mean, I, I heard a story one time where somebody said that they put a ladder up against the building and climbed up to the top only to find out they was they they climbed up the wrong building. <laughs> I probably oh, chopped wow. that little quote up, but Pastor Greg probably remembered it word for word, but I mean, imagine that. Like, you've been fighting the wrong fight with the wrong person in the it's wrong crazy, way bro. because you was distracted from, from get. But mm. if you slow down, people just got to slow down a little bit, reel it back, Still. and realize Pastor Greg and I think we're just talking about this. It, it feels like just, just yesterday or something like that, but we were just like, man, 
sometimes you just got to stop and take one step at a time and stop like, okay, I'm going to just walk, Lord, and then you tell me when I'm not, and then you run, you run into a piece of glass or something. <laughs> Instead of like, you know what, Lord, I'm going to just sit here, stay here until you actually say step one. Okay, good. Step two. And one step at a time, and maybe for some people it goes a little faster than that or whatever, but I'm just saying, I know for me, I'm, I'm just, li- I'm just learning after all these years, it doesn't stop. I don't care how long you've been a Christian, how, how deep you in the ministry or whatever, you still ain't too, too, you know, some of us get too big for our britches and, and we, and we trip over our own, our own stuff. We get in our own way, um, a lot of times and we become our own distraction. And our very desire for God can be turned and flipped on us because the devil is good at that. He's good at taking truth, trying to turn it and twist it into a lie and taking lies and making them look like truth. And I mean, you, you know, if, if, if nothing else, man, you got to get a, you got to get his demon props for his game and, and, and respect it so that you come at it appropriately. Yeah. Don't hate the player, hate the game. I mean, you got to play oh, the look game. At you. Look at you. <laughs> See? He know how to play. There you go with your player, player stuff. C-O-T. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, Let so me so going and I start, no, I start no, going. Okay, go ahead. Let's go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, it was so, so much. So, so, so one much of the Seadogs, one of the Seadogs, uh, <laughs> the meal dog uh, mentioned intention early. <laughs> Yeah, uh, intentional, and, and it made me think. I, I wonder if Paul was being intentional when he started out with the belt of truth, you know, integrity, you know. And obviously, Jesus said, "Let your yes be yes, and your no be no." And um, and it just made me think of how integrity. And I was thinking about this before, but I felt like I like that word intentional. Was Paul being intentional when he started out with the belt of truth? Because if I'm not a truthful person, I'm, if I'm not a person of integrity, and once again, I think I mentioned this last time, it's not perfection, but it's progression, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. If people, we all have imperfect parts of ourselves. We're, we're mm-hmm. there are always going to be imperfections. But yeah. can people see progression in my life? Can people see me taking steps to be accountable to folks if I screw up and do something wrong and mm-hmm. asking for forgiveness and apologizing and making it right? You know, I think Kirk Franklin demonstrates this so well. I mean, we've seen a number of his mistakes and mess ups, but it seems like he gets on YouTube or wherever and he owns his stuff and he moves on. It's really and, good. Um, and so I can appreciate that, right? And, uh, and I think that's important to God. Uh, it's not how far I've come, but it's more important which direction am I going? Uh, mm. You know, our direction is more important than our location. So when Paul starts with this with this truth, this integrity, I mean, you know, I don't care how much uh, church righteousness I'm doing. If I don't have integrity, then it validates the integrity invalidates the righteousness. You know, the breastplate righteousness. If I'm running and sharing the gospel with everybody, but if I don't have integrity, if I'm not a person of truth, then nobody's going to listen. It invalidates my gospel sharing. You know, if yeah. I pick up the shield of faith and, you know, talk, Pastor B kind of touched on it, talking faith and talking his faith, talking everything, if you're not a person of integrity, then that, that, that means nothing. 
you know, and, um, if, if the helmet of salvation, you know, talk and save, that to save. If I'm not a person of integrity, if I don't have truth, means nothing. And then uh, the word, right? We can quote that my lights automatically turned off. So now I'm black too, uh, Pastor B. You know, <laughs> hey, what's the start? So you just went from light skin to dark skin. All right, but um, but I have to move something, and then the, the lights will turn on. But anyway, um, so uh, uh, and then if I, you know, get get into the sword of the spirit, I don't know how much Bible I know, but I'm not a person of integrity, and people can't see me pursuing and progressing in the place of integrity. It invalidates every other piece of armor. So I do wonder, yeah, always be intentional. But certainly the Holy Spirit speaking through Paul was being intentional. And that is the most important piece of armor. What kind of person am I with my wife, with my kids, when the cameras are off? You know, what kind of person am I in my heart? What are my intentions, right? Uh, because whenever we start dancing with the devil, the father of lies, John 8, 44, uh, he's the father of, li of lies, lying is his native language. Whenever we start dancing with him, we open ourselves up to more deception. Give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile, right? Sin takes yeah. us farther than we wanted to go, keeps us longer than we wanted to stay, and costs us more than we wanted to pay. So that's the, that's the nature of just a little bit of ungodly ungodliness in the area of integrity. It, it takes us. And Jeremiah 17, 9 says, the heart of man, the heart of humans, is deceitfully wicked. How can one know? Oh. And we can all think of times when we've been self-deceived. And so we mm -hmm. open ourselves up to self-deception if we don't prioritize integrity. And, and there's yeah. always room for growth. I think that's what we touched on this. There's always room for growth. I might have mentioned mm -hmm. this last time, but we're finite beings, and God is mm -hmm. infinite. So the distance mm -hmm. between us and God is infinite. It's an infinite distance between us. So no matter how much scripture we've learned, no matter how long our Christian resume is, no matter how long we've been walking with God, there's always an infinite amount of room for growth to him. <laughs> so there's room for me to grow in the area of integrity and I can't let the devil deceive me and think that I've arrived because the day that I'm right That's is good. the day that I start to rot, right? Yeah. I just have to okay oh I really goodness. have to just sit and break down with you just said so many great things I do want to Bro, point out about um yes both of y'all truly I I'm this definitely listening to much. this again this after we after it comes out and everything um but I just know you were asking about like the intentionality of really the Holy Spirit speaking through Paul about like starting with the belt of truth. And I think that's very important because I even kind of, um, I mentioned this during the last time, how like belts hold things up. And I think that kind of stands to your point, how like without truth, everything else kind of falls um, without integrity. I should say everything else just doesn't, it doesn't, it just doesn't stand. And I'm just thinking of when people see you that they should see a progression. It's also like truth and integrity um, as to your credibility. Like, why would I trust someone who's mm -hmm. like, you're not living that life. Like you saying we should do X, Y, and Z and I'm seeing you doing, I don't know, ABC. So why should I like, why would I trust you if you're not really standing in that truth? And I think, again, like belts hold things up. So the belt of truth is really supposed to hold everything else up. 
Because then once you have that truth, then you can step into that um, you can step into that righteousness, step into that faith, um, step into that peace, um, all the other parts of the armor. But you really I mean, every part is pretty is integral and, and it's um, again, we serve an intentional, purposeful God. So every part is placed in a certain position and well, in a figurative certain position, like every part is is mentioned in that way on purpose for a purpose. And it all is very important, but it's definitely, you do want to realize that like without truth, without honestly, any of them, things will fall apart. But truth, starting with truth, I do think there yeah. was, there's a reason we started with truth. And not only are you a truthful person, but do you know the truth? Like knowing the word is not just, that's not enough, but right. You also can't have all this, you know, I have all this faith and you don't know the word at all. Like you just, I know God, I believe, I believe, I believe. Okay. But like, you know, no type of word. Like, so that you can't, you're not really ready. You don't know the strategies because honestly, the Bible is a playbook. Like if you don't know that, like you going, you're going to be thrown into the game. You don't know any of the plays and you wonder why you keep getting tackled. You wonder why you keep getting hurt. You wonder why, like, you don't know anything. So you why you get tackled and don't know how to get back up. Because we're all going to get yeah, tackled. You don't know but how to do you know how up. to get back up. Yeah. yeah. So that's I just good. Think that's really there's good. So many, there's so many levels with the truth. And I also know, like, it, it talks about how the word is like a sword um, and, and such. But I do want to say that, like, there, man, it made me just think a lot about, about that truth. So thank you so mm-hmm. much for, for asking, starting us off with that question. Like, he was intentional with starting with that truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I do remember you saying about the belt holding up. And, you know, I've seen that in some study Bibles or heard in the sermons, and that's a good reminder. Um, because I mean, when you think about the people who uh set up the conspiracy to crucify Jesus, they knew the word. They knew the word. The Pharisees and Sadducees, mm-hmm. they had the part of their training. Yeah, they had to memorize the first five books of the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, yeah. Numbers, and Deuteronomy. They had to memorize yeah. those. So it's yeah. about it's a few decades of training. They need more word than you. And so uh, I think it's the Timothy Paul says uh, uh, that knowledge puffs up. I might have that uh, location wrong. But knowledge puffs up. So knowledge without those other things that you were uh, alluding to or mentioning, Camille, see dog, um, is uh, <laughs> it, 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 there's definitely some overlap. Um, but I mm-hmm. do want to say that, you know, just with uh, again with that word, I mean, you had there were prostitutes back then, you had drug addicts, and you had child traffickers and slavers, mm-hmm. all of yeah, the big sins. None of those sign. people crucified the Son of God. And in and, and, and our society, where we validate, yeah, um, and I think we, I mean, we, we celebrate knowledge, and we celebrate academics, and we celebrate um, educational engagement with the Word. It's important that it is coupled with those other things. Um, as you said, we can't, we shouldn't have faith without the word, and we shouldn't have the word without faith. And, yeah. um, and then we shouldn't have any of those things without in, in, uh, uh, integrity, because I can do a whole bunch of righteous things, but if I don't have that integrity, if I don't have that truth, if I'm not a person of truth, progressing in truth, let my yes be yes and my no be no, I'm yeah. from all appearance of evil, all of the other verses that speak yeah. on that. And, and we've seen it. And the uh, last thing I'll say, because I'm sure Pastor V has some things to say, but we've seen it. We've seen some of these amazing preachers, some of these very powerful and effective and influential servants of the Lord fall terribly. And the, the enemy is dancing around the grave of their ministry. Um, even some yeah. local examples, we won't mention names, 
that all of us can think of some, but it seems like just about everything we've done has been, we know not in the grand scheme of things, invalidated because God, God's word never goes out void. Isaiah 55, 10, the word of God never goes out void. And Galatians 6, 9, do not grow weary in doing good for a new season you will reap it. Do not use, lose heart. First Corinthians 1, one plants another waters, but God gives an increase. So we know that God's going to, in Romans 8, 28, he's going to work things out for good. But yeah. we hope that the devil wins a few battles here and there. Um, and all his integrity. And I did say the last thing, so I'm going to prove him. My preacher didn't say that. I said, that wasn't the last thing. This will be the last thing. Um, and so, uh, before I have Pastor V uh, share, but um, the, the, the issues in our life, the idiosyncrasies, the little sins that get us, um, we can look at them like weeds. And if we don't address those weeds when they're small, if we don't pick up those weeds when they're small, then they can grow and, and we can all see that when the house that's been abandoned, where the weeds take over and they're breaking up the concrete and, and it costs and it involves so much more finance and time to come get this weed that's now taller than you that you could have gotten it when it was that small. And so that's why the accountability partners in our lives, the prayer partners, people who can ask and check on us. That's why it's so important because we all have blind spots. And it's so important to have those people in our lives to keep those weeds small, pick those weeds out when they're small so that we don't get taken over by the slow, subtle, slick deception of the evil one um, that wants to take us down nice and slow with a lack of integrity, with a lack of truth. And so I'll mm -hmm. stop right there. I know Pastor V has some things to share. And then I can maybe share some specifics about the others, but I just felt the Lord touching my heart to lean in on that. Because we can preach yes. some mighty good sermons, we can quote some crazy scriptures, we can give to the poor and make Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes. But if our integrity is not in place, then the devil is like, "Ooh, cool, we got him, we good, we good." And, you, and when you, whenever you see that one roach, you got to get rid of it because if you don't, if you don't deal with that one roach, in two years they'll be answering the door. They're coming to take over. And demons are like roaches. If you don't deal with one of them, they're gonna come and it's take good. over. I want to start it's right good. Example. Go ahead, Pastor v. It's good. Just before um Pastor V jumps in, I just want to say back to um just what you were saying about integrity and like letting your yes be yes and your no be no. I think my grandma is a great example of that. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. like yeah, it's very shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. <laughs> um, but just the way like Sometimes she'll say, like, for an example, she'll tell, like, Jerry and Jamari, like, okay, we'll go to McDonald's later. And I'm like, well, we have something else to do. Like, maybe they can go, you know, another time, another day. And she's like, no, like, I made them a promise that we were going to go, so we're going to go. I'm like, girl, you didn't say I promise you we're going. You just said we're going to go. But I think that's that's just a great example of, like, anything she says, like, it's gonna happen and she says it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen like that's her yes being yes her no being no whether she said i promise you or not like everything she says is is a promise and she takes everything she says like very carefully so I yeah i just wanted to add that that's yeah really good because yeah. our words are powerful and we we know that we have the power of life and death like in our tongues like that that's how much power we really have 
So even down to the small things, like right. if I told y'all we're gonna go to McDonald's later, right. it could be eleven fifty nine p.m. We gonna go to McDonald's, like, <laughs> like yeah. I just I I love that so much. Where yeah. you don't even I don't have to say I promise. Just know when I say right. I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do exactly. it. Exactly. I don't need the I promise. Exactly. That's yeah, good. it's really good. It's good. No, it's all good, and and I actually I I love hearing you guys more than myself, honestly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are deep love hearing y'all of yourself. You 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 know one of these days we just we just need y'all to come teach us and stuff. You know, <laughs> but um, I was just gonna uh, two things. One, I I wanted to talk some more about the truth, but just to respond a little bit to uh, the current conversation and whatnot is that I think the other thing is being careful because you know there are times when you say we're going to McDonald's and for whatever reason life kicks in and you don't make it. And now you're crushed. You're dis- you're disappointed. You're like, man, I I didn't follow through, and I'm so sorry, or whatever. And you know, like Pastor Greg said, there's stuff that you you come across, and but 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 you're learning to get back up. You know, we fall down, but we get back up, kind of a thing, and take our stand. And I think that's why it's important to go back to thinking about in the Lord, be strong in the Lord, because. The other reason why is because you you are gonna you are gonna mess up on your promises. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you that right now. You're not gonna keep them all. You're you're gonna you're gonna fail somebody. You're gonna fail them again. You're gonna mess up. You're gonna fall. And but I think it's important for people to understand the difference between just flippantly doing that versus, like Pastor Greg said, perfection versus progression, or perfection versus direction. Like your intention and, and, you know, we get into, well, intention doesn't mean anything because you intended to do and intended, intended, but that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the heart and the condition of your life. And is it pointing toward Christ and is your desire at, I know people, I, I literally know personally people who've tried everything they could in a book to get, get over an addiction or to, to, to change a, a, a certain disposition in their life and all this and that and struggled with it. But there is absolutely oh, no way in the world you can, you can make me believe or doubt that they didn't love God and that they didn't try or that their hearts wasn't meaning to, wanting to do and, and all this and that. And I think it's, so I think it's important that we got to, you know, even in this conversation and stuff and, and making sure that the context of integrity is that that that's the intention of your life is I want to be that type of person that that's lives true. upright and holy and righteously like the breastplate talks about or whatever, and to do it in truth, in spirit and in truth and everything. And so, so I just think that that that's gotta be cooked into the dough because otherwise people will hold you hostage, or even you'll hold yourself hostage to the fact that, aha, yeah. <laughs> now look at you. Yeah. Um, it's really good. And, and it's so hard, man, because for every one mess up, man, you could do a thousand things right, and it still just can't cover that mess. I mean, you know? Because Satan is so good at the accusation then we are to receive the affirmation. Yeah. 
It's good. You know, God will affirm us all, good all day, really- all night, and all it takes is devil to accuse so us good. one time, and we want to slit our throats. That's so yeah. good. That's- Remember Elijah? He was just doing it, man. I mean, he was, he was killing it for the kingdom, man. I mean, calling fire out the sky, doing all this stuff, and then all it took was one woman saying, "I'm gonna kill you," and he's like, "Oh, you might as well kill me. I'm done." That's really <laughs> good. Three thousand really prophets and woe really is me and. All this and that. I mean, you know, all of us. That's, and I, I'm just using him as an example. I've been, really I've, I've, I've done the Elijah things 10 times over. Lord, I'm unworthy. And Lord, yeah. have mercy. You know, well, who am I to do a podcast? Or who am I? I mean, you know. Yeah. Even just like, just to that point, when you were just saying how like God affirms us and all, sometimes it could just take one accusation. I'm just reminded of the times where I'll be beating myself up because I like, I didn't accomplish something or I didn't get to the score I wanted to get. And I just, yeah. I'm reminded of my parents telling me like, you are still like, you are enough. You were like, God still loves you. You're still going to succeed. But they, my parents were affirming me yet. It was the one mistake really that good. I just kept replaying over and over and mm-hmm. over again. Even though like my parents aren't adding to that mistake. They literally are telling me loving things. They're telling me that, it's going to be okay. This one thing is not going to break you. This one thing is not going to end you. And even my parents will even say like, oh, when I was younger, I did X, Y, and Z. Like, and it just makes me think of how our heavenly father, God is like, he affirms us so much. And even when we think of, well, he doesn't make any mistakes, but he has, um, he uses the Bible and like the word to show us like certain people, like they've all made mistakes mm-hmm. yet look where that, where I brought them. And I think it's, it's kind of, it just reminded me of that, that oneness is that sometimes I, I can harp on the little on the little thing and miss out on being affirmed. And when you just brought up that example, I was I literally just thought of my parents still affirming me. Mm-hmm. And I usually dismiss it. I'm just like, okay, you just you're supposed to say that. You're my parent. Yeah. Like, obviously, why would you tell me no, you are a failure? Like, come on now. But in <laughs> retrospect, like as I'm really I didn't even really think about this until you said it. That wow, I still have someone cheering for me, encouraging me, but I was focused on the wrong thing. I let this one little thing blow out of proportion to the point where I couldn't even feel the love that my parents were trying to give me. And I just, I think there was a point in time where I didn't feel God's love in that same way. Like I'm thinking like, Lord, like, why did you do this? Obviously you don't want me to fail, but why am I failing? Obviously I know I'm not supposed to be thinking like this, but why am I thinking like this? Like it, it just... I don't know. There was just a lot that just like that really just unlocked something in me. I'm like, wow, like well, I missed out on God's affirmation. Yeah. Me think of uh, uh, Revelation 12, 10, you know, uh, where Satan's the accuser of the brethren. We know that scripture. And then Job 1, when uh, Job, when God is talking about how righteous Job is and how well Job did in the face of the initial attacks from Satan. And Satan just blew it off, all skin for skin. He just didn't, he didn't, he didn't love you or loves you because you hurt his body or whatever. And you remember Job lost 10 kids, he lost all of his business, oh. and his wife. So, and then he's still serving, and Satan just anything. blows that off. And it reminds me of a quote that I imagine many of us have heard where it says, uh, Satan knows your name, but calls you by your sin. Mm-hmm. God knows your sin. But calls you by your name. So that's why that word is so important. The sword of the spirit, when 
conversation turns up the volume on our negative self-talk, and we all have to appreciate Pastor V's transparency, because I, I get mm-hmm. it, too. He yeah. knows how to turn up the volume on that negative self-talk. He knows how to, um, you know, have the subwoofer and, and, and have the surround scene with the negative self-talk. Cut it. Oh, no. Man, he he 
crazy one. Yeah. Boom, my lights to come back on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in my classroom, and so there are these automatic turn off lights that turn off. And... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I um, I, I agree with you guys. It, it's, it's amazing. Um, like I said, I mean, we, you could have a blank canvas that's beautifully white, and it just, it, it just takes a little black dot or smear or whatever to put on there to dis distract you from the rest of the of the, of the, of the white canvas or whatever. Pastor B, can I flip that? You have a beautiful black canvas and it gets messed up with a little white. Now I'm joking. I'm joking. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's make it racial. Mm. I mean, we know the You know, but 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 honestly, honestly, I'm joking. But it's it's actually amazing though. But because you you actually you actually do see black on white better than you do white on black, because black is so versatile. It's so um, general that it it soaks up more. Like if you think about it, I mean, if you look at a black black car or something like that, you you'll see the the spots on it. You'll think they're just the crystals. And it's like a marble or, or whatever, but it's different with white. White literally is, you know, um, and it's interesting. I wonder if that's why the scripture says, I'll make you white as snow, even though you're uh, like crimson mm. or you're red or you're scarlet, yeah. or, you know, whatever <laughs> version you have. But he says, even though that scarlet or that red or whatever, in contrast to the pureness of this white or whatever and, and stuff, because white gets dirty quicker than anything else. That's right. Yeah. And so that's why people don't wear a lot of white all the time, or they're afraid to, because it just takes a little bit. I mean, you know, so I don't good. know if you guys wore white, and you ain't got to sit on anything. Just the, the wind can blow some dirt. And it'll get on you and stuff. And it's just amazing how how susceptible it is or whatever. Mm -hmm. And But on the other hand, Black is worn more than any other color. People wear more black than anything because number one, it actually makes you look thinner. But I'm just saying that it's it's the it's the it's the it's the color that that you're not afraid of dirt and all this and that the most. And it goes yeah. with everything and you know, on and on and on. But but when you think about that, you know, when you're wearing white or whatever, your whole thing throughout the whole day is worried about what kind of stain it's going to get or what kind of dirt or whatever. And it's even hard for you to enjoy just wearing an outfit sometimes. Yeah. Because you're so focused on the dirt. You're so focused on if you're going to get it dirty. Yeah, it's real. You're always looking mm -hmm. to see, is there a spot? Because mm -hmm. you know that if there is, everybody's going to see it. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's really and good. And so, you know, but to, to really, really back into the point is that, you know, I don't know who, who said it or what the actual statistics are, uh, Pastor G, but for every, for every one or two negatives, you got to say like 10 positives or something like that. You've yeah. heard this before. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, a, it's crazy how that is because you need affirmation. You need affirmation. And not just affirmation, but it's got to be truth. Amen. And I think that's why truth to me is the most key in this weaponry. 
because you see it in every single uh, piece of armor. Amen. The belt of truth. You see the breastplate of righteousness, which is the is the it's the scale in order to tell you what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. Right. That's really good. That's really faith. good. That's really good. Well, what good. do you have faith in? You have faith in the truth that you believe and what That's God so has said. Amen. Yeah. And then, not to mention the gospel of peace. That is the truth. You're out there yeah. spreading the gospel of peace, which is the truth. That's the gospel. You're out there to spread that, and that's your feet. That's what you you put on, and you run with the gospel okay. of truth. Because you know, and you guys know this. You live on campus. You are, are you you're on campus, and you see everybody and their mama got some kind of theology or some kind of belief, or they want to fight over if you're the real Hebrew, oh, or if you're Israelite. Oh, uh, you know. They believe in a whole lot. Oh, uh, I mean, all the stuff, everybody. And then you got some folk who want to take a little bit of everything and mix it in one pot. Literally. Yeah. And so I just got off a conversation with that with a family member, man. And they 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 called themselves Christian at one time, only to come to this t- t- today, after all these years, to say, I don't know if I believe that anymore. Mm. And the reason is, and I'm asking them questions, asking them questions, and then I come to find out, it's because you listening to this, listen to that, listen to that. And, you know, all the stuff that people listen to, you know, what makes it slick. And why we got to be strong in the Lord is because it all sounds good. Yeah, Ooh, that sounds good. And, you know, and then you validate that thing that sounds good based off of the celebrity who said it. Well, you know, Oprah yeah. ain't going to lie to nobody or whoever your celebrity is. <laughs> not so it must lie. be true. And then it comes back to the truth. The truth of God says that be careful because at the end, people are going to just listen to the what things that tickle their ear, their itchy ears. You remember it in, in, in second, I think it's That's second Timothy. It's yeah, selective. you have selective hear. And so people, next thing you know, you just only want to hear and listen to and adhere to those things that sound good to or make you feel it's good. Really good. It's going to bless you. He gonna right? be, he don't want to feel convicted. And he says, all. be careful. You got to yeah. be careful. But yeah. stick to the word because it is what will train you in righteousness. It's helpful for rebuking and training and, and, and encouraging and equipping you. Yeah, it's it does the it thing all. that you need. And that's what he's saying. And you see it through all these, all these different weaponry. Yeah. You know, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel of peace, you know. Yeah. The, 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 um, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. That's all you can't get saved without knowing the truth. <laughs> Hello. Hello. And then it's funny because the last thing he, he says is the sword of the spirit. Yeah. So it's like, it's, he starts with the word. You see the word weaving so through real. all these other ones. <laughs> he ends with the word. Paul's so real. In fact, the, 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 the sword of the spirit it's the only offensive weapon in this whole armory. Yeah. Everything in all of these armors, in all these pieces of armor, all the other ones are defense. This one is offense. Take up the sword of the spirit in order for you to start cutting fruit, like y'all was saying. Start cutting stuff down. And I don't care how, how good stuff sounds to people. If it doesn't go through God's word, man, it's garbage. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of people who, and it's funny because people I'm talking to ha- who have a problem with the Bible and whatnot can never tell me re- really why. 
<laughs> well, what exactly is the problem? Well, the Bible, it, it contradicts itself. Where? Just show me one place. Well, I mean, I can't tell you right now, but you know, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> they never really can. And then when they finally get, get the, you know, fumble through their head, they actually say something. Oh, over there where the Bible says, you know, turn the other cheek. But then it also says, take up the sword and all these other things that contradict themselves. And I'm like, the Bible yeah, contradict. you contradict. <laughs> yeah. That's you contradicting. Because when it says that, this is what it means. And when it says that over there, this is what it means. Yeah. So it's either they don't know the word or they don't understand the word or they just choose not to believe the word. There's the, those, those are the only options. Those are the only yeah. options. And it, it reminds me of when I went to Israel. When I was in Israel, you have, like Pastor G said, you have all these Pharisees and all these people who actually knew the word and yet they crucified Christ. And over in, in Israel today, when I was over there, now I was over there a few years ago, and you see all these rabbis and you see all these people who, who are quoting these scriptures and stuff and don't acknowledge the God wow. of those scriptures. True. Wow, wow, That's true. wow. That you don't wow. know the, the Jesus, the Messiah, the true, you know, Jesus of the Bible, you know, the true Jesus, the Messiah, the Yeshua Yamashiach. Mm-hmm. You don't know him. You you know Yeshua, you know Yamashiach, you know the Messiah, but you can't put them together. Mm. And it's right there in front of you. Because you don't know right the truth. Because if you knew the truth, then you would, like Jesus said, and Paul said it in Galatians, I think it was, it will set you free. Yeah. The truth will set you free. And, and so, you know, when people are running around and they lost in, in lies and all this is because they haven't, cho- they've chosen not to acknowledge it. They really don't know it or they just choose to disbelieve it. They just haven't read it and to understand. I've read the Bible and it's da, 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 da. And I'm like, no, you really haven't read it. Yeah. Because if you really, really read that thing, it's going to do what it's set out to do. And it's you gonna can't convict, read it one time. It's going to transform. It's it's not going to come back void. It's going to do some kind of damage. It's either going to cut you to pieces yeah, <laughs> or put you together. Or a little yeah. bit of both. You know, Sometimes like, it does both. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, you know, when I, when I, when it all comes, I, 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 I don't have a lot of favorites of anything. I literally don't. I, I don't have a favorite color. I don't have a favorite. I have a favorite it's daughter. So funny. But that's only because I only have one daughter. Daughter. Shout out Zippy. Shout out Zippy. Oh my God. You're my favorite but, daughter. But I don't have a lot of favorites. But when it comes mm-hmm. to this armor, I can tell you that's my favorite piece of armor. And the reason is, is because I feel like the other ones need it. And it needs every other one, like Gus Greg said. You know, you can't you can't really have faith without truth and truth without faith, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I just b- really believe you have to have something that you got to put your faith in. Yeah. And if we really think about it, it's the Bible and coming to understand it that really opened up the, the floodgate of understanding and truth to all this other thing that we're, 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 that we're talking about. It's the Bible that let us know that there's an actual enemy of our soul. Yeah. It's the truth of God's word that helped us understand that there's a way to fight that enemy of your soul. And the power that you have to fight that enemy. And it's, it comes back to the word. It comes back to the word. It comes back to the truth. 
And yeah. and so, you know, when you really talk about all these these uh, uh, weapons of armory and and these pieces of armor, you really can't get away from coming back to the fact that, you know, it's God's word and knowing how to use it up close and even far away. And so, you know, there were two different types of swords. There was a sword that that you did use to defend. But there was also a door, a, a sword that you got up real close and you can actually fight hand to hand with somebody. Because those big long swords, you couldn't do that. Those were hard to, to wield. Yeah. They were hard yeah. to, to wave and move around and stuff like that. But those up close ones, man, I mean, you know, those daggers and and you know, and they, they called even those short ones, they, they could have been anywhere from twelve to nine to 12 inches longer or whatever, you know, or even a foot or two um, were strong enough. But those, but those three foot swords and all those, those are hard, but they cut once you swing them. And so, you know, but you had the shield most of all. And, and so, um, you know, it's just important for people to realize how value and how significantly important it is for you to know your word. Amen. It's and really intimately. You know? Amen. Amen. That's good. That's well, I know really we're good. probably getting close to the end. Uh and uh and so I, I just had some some final thoughts. Um before you go, Pastor G, I just want to add something real quick. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, uh oh. Off of what um Pastor Vic was saying, just um I think it's very intentional how we keep saying that word, but how oh, Paul like lays the foundation with everything. Like you were saying with this one, like he said the belt of truth first, because truth is literally the underlying thing behind all of them, all the yeah. other pieces of armor. And then in Galatians, when we think of the fruit of the spirit, he says love first, because that's yeah. literally the underlying yeah. foundation yeah. of everything. Yeah. Literally a whole episode on love. And we did that series. But just understanding, like, even when you read the Bible, as y'all were saying, like, to understand it, we don't just read it just to get through and, like, as a checklist, but, yeah, mm -hmm. just, like, understanding the small things and, like, the grammar and, like, he said this first and this last and, like, just really understanding how that applies to you and why it's written the way it is very important. So, yeah, I just wanted to add that. That's good. I'm glad you did add it. <laughs> I'm sitting in the math class right now, so I like that addition. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no way they're real. No way. <laughs> okay. So much. Go ahead. Okay. Bye. All right, but um, yeah. So I, uh, I, I. Just thinking about uh, Paul in using the metaphor of of, of armor, uh, I like that because it's a reminder of the war that we're in, right? He mentions the war specifically in the pas passage. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and spiritual forces in the heavenly place places. And so the armor is a reminder that we're in a war. And um, it makes me think of uh, the Chinese general, Sun Tzu. Uh, he wrote that book what, about 500 years ago, The Art of War. And, and he said the, the focus of war is always deception. When you're strong, you make your enemy think you're weak. When you're weak, you make you, your enemy think that you're strong. 
He said, war is always deception because if you're weak, you don't want your enemy to think you're weak. You want them to think you're strong, so they'll be hesitant to attack. If you're strong, yeah. you want your enemy to think you're weak so that they they may be a little more uh, 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 overconfident and that would uh, make them um, uh, vulnerable to, to your strength. And so bringing that idea here, uh, our enemy, the devil, First Peter five, like a roaring seven, like a roaring lion roaming the earth, seeking whom he may devour. Uh, in this war, uh, realizing the deception that the enemy is always trying to, and to go to passive V's word, distraction, deception, yeah. and distraction, and getting us to forget that we're in a war. Uh, so That's you know, really you think about the Discovery yeah. Channel. Um, what, which gazelle, which deer is the all, always the one that gets eaten? You know, all the rest of the deer, they're staying in the group and they're running. And then you got the one little gazelle that's off and, you know, he's hopping around the African supplies, you know, and, and the lion's crawling in the grass about to take them yeah. down. And so yeah. the enemy is always trying to get us to forget that we're in a war. Or as yeah. Pastor Vic mentioned, and I've got to remind myself of this one, that I'm not fighting against this human. This person is nasty to me. This yes. person shows appreciation for my love. And I've got it. Right. Like, come on, go off when I'm talking. It's funny. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't so want to And who we're fighting, he's always trying to get me distracted from that. And so I just mm -hmm. really appreciate the, the metaphors of the armor. And then the one thing I did want to ask, and I'm sure many have thought of this already, many have said it, but the wake up and daily put those things on, you know, mm -hmm. the daily, Lord, put on me the belt of truth, put on me the breastplate of righteousness, Lord, have on my feet the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, mm -hmm. Lord, help me to carry and take up the shield of faith to quench the fiery darts of the evil one, put on my head the helmet of salvation, help me to think like I'm saved, right? Remember yeah. the old saying, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop it from building a nest, right? So those evil thoughts will fly over our head all the time, right? But we need to keep them moving. We don't want to let that evil thought build a nest, right? Mm -hmm. uh, does the bird, does the evil bird have a split level ranch style house up in our head? I mean, what do <laughs> we want to keep those evil thoughts moving? And then lastly, the sword of the spirit, you know, uh, asking God to help me carry the sword of the spirit. Um, and so uh, da daily, intentionally, there's our intentional word again, intentionally yeah. asking God to yeah. put that stuff on every day and sometimes throughout the day. But I'm telling you to go back to that mind thing, thinking like the helmet of salvation, even now as we talk, inviting God into the conversation as we talk you know, as we listen, um, so that our motives are pure, so that, you know, God is uh, illuminating our words and the truth for his glory, which always yeah. ends up being for our good. And I'm telling you, I don't know about y'all, but I know those evil thoughts can fly over my head, right? Oh, yeah. In one way or another, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, so somebody <laughs> calls you the wrong way, kind of like what Pastor V was alluding to. And, yeah. and godly names don't come up in my mind. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not calling that person an image bearer of God. Uh, other words that begin with those letters come up. And I've got to I gotta make a decision. Am I going to yeah. let that stay in my head or am I going to keep it moving? 
Mm. And so um, the helmet of salvation, um, every thought, every action, everything we think, say, and do, God, bringing glory to you. And it's so really- that's an important one. Uh, because if the devil can't get me doing the wrong thing, then he can do- get me doing the right thing for the wrong reason. And so it's really good. Well. Right. I know you guys wanted some specifics on some of those and uh, and I oh, wanted yeah, to share some of those uh, specifics that were in my heart. Yeah. Oh, that 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 was perfect. Yeah. Without even going without like, like, well, this is this. this yeah. Is no. Like everything y'all said hit every single one. Yeah. That was it just blended so beautifully. Y'all been going ham since we started. I know. I, she tried to keep up with the notes and she can't write that shit up. Y'all saying stuff and I'm trying to type it. We literally have a whole page of like just stuff yeah. y'all just been saying. Like it's so good go back and meditate on. So wait to listen to Yeah. This, this is good. Yeah. Thank you for the encouragement. We encourage you guys as well. And, and I'm sure Pastor V would echo, but just hearing you guys share here and Pastor V share, um, you know, we, it, it's just it's great reminders. I mean, because even if I got it right at church, it's more that I got to get right at home. And then when yep. I get it right at home, I yeah. got to get yeah. it right in the car. <laughs> right. And then when I've got it right in those three places, the Lord showed me that I didn't get it quite as right in church that I thought I had. So right. this has just been so good yeah. for us, you know, and for me. Um, to be reminded um, and, and and really to be revived in a number of different ways. I mean, just like we yes. have to shower every day, we have to eat every day. Um, you know, we have to feed on the word every day. You know, eat that word mm-hmm. like Jeremiah said. So I, I've had a good meal. Um, am I going to skip my dinner? Good. I probably shouldn't skip my dinner because <laughs> I probably should skip my dinner as much as I've been eating for Thanksgiving. But, you know, I've had a good spiritual meal. And this has been good. This has been good. Yeah. Oh, this blessed me. This blessed me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I agree. I, I've had an incredible time. I've already said that. And I mean, I wish I could hang out with y'all all day. <laughs> I wish you can hang out with y'all. Not even just y'all talking funny. with y'all, but just hanging with y'all. Because y'all seem like the cool oh, kids yeah. on campus. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. can't believe that y'all can't see. The canning likeness, man, is just ridiculous. It's like, breathe. Oh, it's almost mean. like if Cheyenne didn't have the glasses on, I would, I would get y'all confused. Okay, <laughs> not at all, not at all. Nah, but we, we definitely appreciate y'all. Like literally, everything you guys said was just was perfect, so good. Definitely, stuff for. I know me personally to just take back, yeah, um, and just really sit. meditate on, and yeah, chew on the food, yeah, and just eat. like yeah. this, this was feeling. I need to like sit, yeah, because it was a lot. Like it really was. Mm-hmm. So, but thank you guys. Um, we like to do with our guests just a little flash question to get to know you more. And I know Pastor V, you said you didn't have favorites, but maybe you can answer the question. Um, so our flash question today, just like a real quick answer. What's your favorite food? We do do this every time. Is that that's that's all I could think of? I was gonna ask movie like we asked. What's your favorite food? What's your favorite movie? Okay, let's do both. The food. Hey, hey, different people. Yeah, 
same listeners. Go ahead. <laughs> you want to go first? No, because I'm trying to think of one. I don't know. I'm thinking too, man. It, it's I'm literally one. trying to think of something I like because I like so much, but it yeah, yeah. You can do either or if it's too much to think about, like the movie, or too much to think about. The movie, just to I think, think I'll, I think I'll go. I mean, I like Pastor V. I have quite a few, but I, I I'm a sucker for stir fry. You know, I love, uh, mm. I, you know, I love the, what do they call them? The, the Japanese steakhouse. Hibachi, uh, yes. Yeah. I can eat that rice and the stir-fried vegetables and the steak and the, and the chicken all day, every day. With the um, yum yum. And, and it, you know, if this camera was a little lower, it, there would be visual proof of, uh, <laughs> of eating that stuff all day, every day. But we're going to keep it right where it is. <laughs> and, um, uh, and then I'd probably say uh, my one of my favorite movies, um, you guys are going to laugh, but I am a Star Wars nerd. I love Star Wars. I love science fiction. Um, there are a number of other science fiction movies that I love and appreciate, um, but Star Wars certainly is one of them. Lord of the Rings is pretty far up there as well. Um, and then uh, I, I've come to love Marvel. Um, used to be a DC person. Still am a DC person. Superman. I'm giving you like five favorites, so I'm gonna stop right there. With <laughs> Superman. I love, love it, love it. He's um, still in deep thought. <laughs> you, you guys, I kid you not. I used to feel weird about this. The fact that I don't have a favorite anything, and I used to feel weird and, and would try to avoid these type of questions and stuff because. <laughs> well, what's your top three? But then, That's but then I finally, I finally got comfortable in my skin in Christ. It was like it's okay. okay. I don't have to have a favorite, no. But I, I was really <laughs> racking through, and one movie kept coming up, and that's The Lion King. Mm. That's definitely one of my favorites. And, like, and I and I brought up that one because we, you know, we're talking about warfare. We're talking about identity. Come and on, I think that's why that's I love it. In fact, I love movies that have those super you know beyond plots and all that kind of spiritual impact on me so you know if i talk about the matrix and you know star wars and some of those types of movies i love because i'm a star wars fanatic as well and but i love those kind of movies when i really get stuff out and it's funny because a lot of those actually speak to some spiritual things to me you know um that's cool but out of all those, I'll just pick the Lion King and uh, the original first, you know, Lion King that ever came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually cried at it and still cry at it sometimes. I so for it. a cartoon to do that, that's powerful. Yeah, man. And I was trying to think of some food, and I mean, I just love it's okay. food. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. Right now, I'll just say. I, I've right been eating now. a lot of Mexican. You know, I love Mexican food. I love that, but I also love Italian. I love ribs. You should go to Cuba. What's that place? <laughs> oh, it's yeah. It's- when they came to Denver, Camille's um uncle, cousin, cousin yeah. Billy, shout out Billy. <laughs> he brought us to this place called Cuba Cuba. Um, like that. It's like downtown, like Civic Center yeah. area. It's good, though. They have one in Northfield, too. Oh, you I just saw it the other day and I was telling Lavina that we we have to try it. Uh yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I can't recommend. Definitely. Yeah. Oh. Uh I wasn't really she was gonna ask you. See? Yeah, now you know how it feels. 
Right. My favorite movie. Wait, you have to go first. I have to okay. go for real. I would say the princess, um, the princess and the frog. That's definitely one of my favorite movies. Lion King is up there too. I I love a good Disney movie, but the princess and the frog really does it for me. All okay. the music, all the other stuff. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay, my favorite movies used to be. I'll just say them. I feel like these movies. I I I just don't know. Dream Girls and Sparkle. Oh yeah, yeah. They, I could see that. Yeah. Very similar. They were like, similar. Let's be honest. But they I did like those. I can't. Did you, see, I don't, did you see the original Sparkle by chance? There's the one with with There's, yeah. Oh, with um, this would have been with uh, Irene Carroll. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Carol. yeah, yeah. Kara. No, no, no. No. I don't know what happened in 2000. Yeah, I know. Okay. But yeah. So I think that's the reason why I I I saw the first one. I saw the original. And I'm a I'm an original type person, so I don't like very many remakes. I I mean I like them, but I don't always like them more than the original. Because it's so stuck in my head. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I like the one that um was that Beyonce in the in the the new one? Well, Dream Girls was Beyonce, Jordan. and she has a talk show now. Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. Uh, who was that third? The, but who was uh, no, who no. was in the who was in the uh, Was it Jordan? Jordan? Oh, was that Jordan? Jordan was Sparks or somebody? Jordan Sparks. Oh, yeah, Jordan Sparks yeah. and Whitney. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that one was cool. But you know, you know, they they make remakes because the original is so good. That's why they usually make remakes. Ain't that right, Pastor Greg? <laughs> we sound like a movie, uh, a movie uh, conversation. What, what is it? A movie critics. We sound like movie critics. Yes. <laughs> yes. And these are the girls to do that with. Right. You guys would be awesome with doing any of that kind of stuff. I, I just see I can love see this. I love y'all, man. It's just. <laughs> So real quick, what is your food? You guys didn't say your foods, Camille. Oh, wait. Okay, we can say each other's. Let's see how much we know each other. Okay. Well, her favorite type of food is Indian food. What's my favorite food? Mac and cheese. Thank you. Oh, cheese. Okay, I love it. Okay. Okay. Your hers is sushi and steak. Okay. Yeah. Genre. Dang, she likes yeah. She Indian. She just copying after it's me. It's not. That's not top. But it's not top. Mexican, right? Yeah. 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 Ah. Mexican. You, you love some Mexican food. So, <laughs> but you also you you. So, so Camille, you like a good steak, is what you're saying, or are you I like do. steak and sushi together, or is that yeah. what you're saying? I expensive, but she's expensive. It's crazy. No, I do love a good steak. And okay. I appreciate the sushi. I don't always need to get. I'm not. I mean, if I'm doing surf and turf, I guess maybe if I'm feeling it, lobster. But I'm not getting a sushi. She's so just okay. Yeah. I think I'm getting too distracted by this. The flash question if they answer quickly. <laughs> We went into yeah. a whole time. Sorry, that ain't gonna happen with no black preachers. <laughs> you know that's not gonna happen with no black preachers. <laughs> yeah. No, we um really appreciate you guys. Just thank you so much. Um, listen and listen again. Um, 
because this was great. So many gems, but this was great. This was God. Um, continue being a light, and we'll see y'all in the next episode.